Well, it is officially bowl season in college football, and let's rank them in the Big 12 from worst to first when it comes to the Big 12 football bowl season. I can't wait to talk about this, and I want to dive into it with you. I'm Pete Mundo, of course, heartlandcollegesports.com is how you find us. And uh, we cover the Big 12 top to bottom. Subscribe to us on the YouTube channel. We promised you a lot of content on there this season. I believe we delivered. Hope you do as well. And uh, please join us on there. Share this on Facebook. And then, of course, our podcast listeners, rate, review, subscribe, and get a free Heartland College Sports koozie when you leave that rating and review and subscribe. And then uh, we'll get you a, a free koozie. All you got to do is leave that rating and review and send me a screenshot to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. All right, let's start with the worst bowl game of the Big 12 football season. There's eight of them, by the way. Ten teams in this league, 80% of this league is going to a bowl game. That's pretty darn good. At number eight, the worst Big 12 bowl game of the season, the Armed Forces Bowl. No disrespect to the military, it's Baylor against Air Force. Uh, Baylor went 6-6, six and six, huge disappointment of a season. They're playing in a lower-tier bowl game. And, uh, you know, they're playing a military school, which isn't always fun. Now, it doesn't mean they're going to win by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just not a game that you get juiced up for. On top of that, you want to rub salt in the wound. They got to play this game. Baylor has to play this game inside of TCU Stadium. Oh, I mean, that is that is horrible. How many Baylor fans are going to go to TCU Stadium while TCU is getting ready for a college football playoff? One of their biggest rivals is gearing up for a college football playoff. They went 6-6. Six and six. By the way, almost beat them in the regular season. And if they had beaten them, and K-State would have then beaten TCU, TCU is not in the playoff. So I, that is just, I don't know, that's a lot to ask for the Baylor fans. I know it's a short trip right up the road up I-35 to Fort Worth, but you're really going to go sit inside of TCU Stadium three days before Christmas? You don't have anything else to do? I, I'm not knocking you if you're a Baylor fan. I'm just saying, after you went to the Sugar Bowl last season, that is a tough pill to swallow. So maybe if you're just looking for a chance to drink with your buddies on, what, a Thursday? You'll go to the Armed Forces Bowl if you already live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But, man, you get stuck in one of those bowl games before Christmas, that ain't pretty. That ain't pretty, and that's going to be a tough one for uh, for Baylor fans to deal with. So I've got the Armed Forces Bowl as the worst bowl game of the Big 12 football season. At number seven, the guaranteed rate bowl, Oklahoma State taking on Wisconsin. I mean, the amount of Oklahoma State players hitting the transfer portal has been incredible, not in a good way. Spencer Sanders hitting the portal. Uh, it is just all over the map. These guys, Mason Cobb, I, I mean, I don't know who's going to be left for Oklahoma State. We're going to be watching the uh, the third stringers when all is said and done for the Cowboys and this guaranteed rate ball. So it's going to be ugly. Nothing about it I like. On top of that, you're going to have, uh, I mean, you're going to have a Wisconsin team that's obviously got a new head coach in Luke Fickle. How motivated are those guys going to be? Their quarterbacks hit the portal as well. So this game just has boring and ugly, especially that Oklahoma State offense. You want to watch the Oklahoma State offense in a bowl game? I'm a, I'm a hard pass on that one. So I will skip the – I mean, I'm going to watch them all, obviously. I'm just, I'm just being honest from the standpoint of, you know, 
what makes these games attractive. And the guaranteed rate bowl, December 27th, Chase Field in Phoenix. Is that really where you want to be? I don't know. I don't know about that one. So I'm, I'm going to say the guaranteed rate bowl is number seven on my list and the second worst uh, Big 12 football bowl game of the season. Next up, as we look at these uh, rankings of the Big 12 football bowl games from worst to first, at number six on my list. Now, this may surprise some of you, but I am going to say that it is Texas and Washington in the Alamo Bowl. Now, you may say, whoa, 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 it's a top 25 matchup. I feel like Texas plays in the Alamo Bowl every single year. And in fact, they have played three of the last four years in the Alamo Bowl. It's just every year you watch Texas in San Antonio and you say to yourself, okay, I mean, you know, they'll look good in some of these games. They'll play well. They'll beat a Pac-12 team, but it just gets repetitive. They played Oregon last year. They beat Oregon. Uh, two years ago, they played Colorado. They beat Colorado. Three years ago, they played Utah, and they beat Utah. Excuse me. Last year was Oklahoma beating Oregon. Last, scratch that, scratch that, scratch that. I had the wrong notes in front of me. But this will be the third time in four years. So two years ago, Texas beat Colorado. Three years ago, Texas beat Utah. So this will be the third time in four years Texas is playing in the Alamo Bowl. Is that really interesting? You know, I don't know. I'm not compelled by it. I get why the Alamo Bowl selected Texas. You get Bijan Robinson. You get the Longhorns. You hope that that fan base is going to show up to San Antonio and have a good time and, you know, make a trip out of it. So I will uh, I will give them that much. I don't blame the Alamo Bowl for selecting Texas. I'm just saying, do I really want to watch Texas in another Alamo Bowl? Because I feel like I get that every year. So this is not about what, you know, necessarily just the best game is going to be. It's ranking the games based on intrigue, based on opponents, based on matchup, based on location. All those different things is how I do it. So I'm putting the Alamo Bowl as sixth in the Big 12 football bowl rankings. At number five, I'm going to go with the Cheez-It Bowl, Oklahoma and Florida State. Now, this is nostalgia as much as anything. I'll admit that. But who doesn't see Oklahoma playing Florida State and think about what? The 2001 Orange Bowl, the national championship, which, of course, Oklahoma ultimately won. And here's why I find this game intriguing, too. Not just because of the nostalgia around it, but also the other reason I find this intriguing is because OU had a bad year. They went 6-6. Six and six. I want to see what Oklahoma does coming into this game. I want to see if these guys are fired up, if these guys have spirit, if they're competitive, or if they're like, you know what, we're Oklahoma, we're better than the Cheez-It Bowl, who cares, you know, we expect to be in college football playoff games, or does Brent Venables have a bunch of hungry guys who realize, yes, they didn't meet expectations this year, but putting that all aside, we still want to win a bowl game because we have pride. Does this OU team have pride? They don't have to win the game to have pride, but they can't get blown out. I mean, I think they can absolutely play with Florida State. Uh, Florida State just being an ACC school, I don't think the ACC is very good. In fact, data would tell us that the ACC is not very good. So while Florida State's like, oh, wow, top 15 teams, second in the ACC Atlantic, who cares? I, who, seriously, who cares? 
They had a good win, I guess, at the end of the season against Florida, but, you know, come on. Yes, they blew out Miami 45-3, but OU should be able to hang, if not beat, this team. And I want to see what exactly Brent Venables has with these guys and how juiced up he has them going into this game. So I've got at uh, number five, I've got that Cheez-It Bowl. At number four, the Liberty Bowl, Kansas and Arkansas. How about that? Now, you're saying, why would you have Kansas and Arkansas? Liberty Bowl is one of the worst bowl games. How would you have that one at number four, Pete? Well, I got that one at number four because Kansas isn't a bowl game. Let me repeat that for those of you in the back of the room. Kansas is in a bowl game. Yes, I repeat, the Kansas Jayhawks are in a bowl game. When you haven't been to a bowl game in 14 years and you got the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, you've got Arkansas, Southwest, old Southwest Conference team, little nice regionalism here. I, I like it. I like it. You know, Kansas is going to a bowl game. It is huge for the program, enormous for Lance Leipold, and uh, Jayhawk fans have got to be absolutely juiced up about this. I think that KU fans will show up in uh, a big way. I live in Kansas City. You can drive, obviously, down the Memphis with uh, relative ease. And you know what? I think it's going to be a really good time. I think it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good scene. It's not like, you know, a run-of-the-mill Big 12 team just going to Liberty Bowl and maybe a few fans show up. If any fan base is going to show up to an average bowl game, it's going to be the fan base that hasn't been to a bowl game in a decade and a half. Wednesday, December 28th, I expect a great scene. Now, I could be proven wrong. Maybe KU fans are already in basketball mode. They lost 5 of 6 to end the season. But come on, if you're a KU fan, show up. Support your guys. They exceeded everybody's wildest expectations. I know the first half was a lot better than the back half. But you got to be there. You got to be there. You got to support these guys. And Kansas is in a bowl game. And I am so fired up for them for that very reason. At number 3, as uh, we rank the Big 12 bowl games from worst to first, the te- I've got the Texas Tech Ole Miss bowl game. Uh, that one is going to be absolutely outstanding. I cannot wait for the Tax Act Texas Bowl. That's going to be a darn good time. So the Tex Act Texas Bowl, I don't know why I put in the uh, <laughs> bother putting in the uh, <laughs> the dumb sponsor for that one, but it just came to my mind because it's always a tongue twister to me. The Tax Act Texas Bowl. Try to say that one 10 times in a row. You can't. That's too hard to do. Way too hard to do. So with that being said, I'm looking at this game and saying to myself, okay, uh, Texas Tech went 7-5 and in Joy McGuire's first season. Exceeded expectations by a mile. I love when a Big 12 team gets to play an SEC team. I always like a little more uh, juice against an SEC team. Also, hence why I had Kansas and Arkansas higher up than most people. Um, And I'm looking at this and saying, boy, Joey McGuire, first off, Joey McGuire, if it wasn't for Sonny Dykes, you can make a case Joey McGuire is the coach of the year in the Big 12. I mean, I could have made a case for Joey McGuire, Sonny Dykes, or Lance Leipold. What Joey McGuire did in year one rebuilding this program, getting it to 7-5, and five, finishing fourth in the Big 12, having what I believe to be the deepest quarterback room in the Big 12 as well, uh, without an offensive line to speak of, is, is an incredibly impressive season. 
for Joy McGuire. And now you get to try to take down an Ole Miss team out of the SEC that had a very, very good season. Uh, there's no no denying that. I mean, they almost took out Alabama late in the year. Uh, they had a good year on their camp. Obviously got himself a big old extension there after finishing third in the SEC West. They struggled down the stretch. They lost four of five to LSU, Alabama, Arkansas, and Mississippi State. So, you know, they struggled down the stretch. But still, third in the SEC West, pretty darn good. Uh, and that will be a good matchup. And I'm telling you, I think these these Red Raiders are going to be fired up for this game. They can win this game. And I think that it is going to be a great scene at the Texas Bowl because Tech fans are going to show up. They're going to support their first-year head coach who exceeded expectations. I don't know what Ole Miss fans are going to do, but I think it's going to be a very good scene at that Texas Bowl and a, a great game and a fun matchup, Big 12 SEC. Number two, ranking the Big 12 Bowl games, the All-State Sugar Bowl, baby. Yes, that's right, the All-State Sugar Bowl. Uh, Kansas State, Alabama. You get a chance to take down Alabama after winning the Big 12 like Kansas State. Man, oh, man, and that's your lead-in to the college football playoff on New Year's Eve. What more can you ask for? Uh, this is going to be out. This is huge for this Kansas State program. Winning the Big 12 is enormous. If you slay Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, and our, you're already hearing, you know, I, I heard some folks uh, tweeting and saw some folks tweeting about this. I guess Paul Feinbaum show all these Alabama yahoos were calling into his show and saying, we could beat K-State with our third stringers and our water boys. Shut up. Shut up. No, you can't. K-State can hang with you. There is no respect for Kansas State football in the SEC. Never mind in Tuscaloosa. None. And Nick Saban's already laying the foundation for why his guys aren't going to maybe play up to expectations. Oh, we're going to have guys getting ready for the NFL draft. Just like LSU last year against K-State in that bowl game. Same bunch of lame excuses. These K-State boards are going to roll into town. They're going to play their tails off. They can win the game, no doubt in my mind. And then, of course, the national media will cover up for Alabama because that's what they do. But uh, doesn't much matter. That is going to be a fun game if you're a Big 12 fan. You're going up against Bama, and you get to take down potentially one of the blue bloods in this sport, what has been the best program in this sport for the better part of 15 years. So there you go at number two. I've got the Sugar Bowl. And at number one, as you would expect, as we rank the Big 12 Bowl games from worst to first, the Fiesta Bowl, TCU, Michigan, college football playoff, baby. Let's go. Now, you might say, how is this the best game? Michigan's a big favorite, nine-point favorite. The Big 12 has a team not named Oklahoma in the college football playoff. That's what this is about for this conference. That's why this matters. That's why this is a big deal. The Big 12 could not have asked for a better season from the standpoint of proving that they are a legitimate Power 5 when OU and Texas leave. In fact, since OU and Texas announced that they are leaving last year, neither team has appeared in the Big 12 Conference title game. Just saying, make of that what you want. Call it karma, call it whatever. But I find that, uh, you know, if you're just a fan of this league, and that's what we do covering this league, that's a good thing for the league. Imagine if this year and last year it was Texas OU both playing for a Big 12 title. Imagine the national media narrative. 
this will be a group of five league. This was the AAC reincarnated. That's all this is. This is not a power five conference. Not only have neither of those teams played for a big 12 title the last two years, um, Texas went five and seven last year. OU went six and six this year. TCU is now playing in a college football playoff after a perfect 12 and 0 regular season. And of course, coming up just short in overtime to Kansas state in the big 12 championship game. That's as good as gets. And no one's given TCU a chance in this game. I mean, I am, but I mean, national media folks, nobody's given TCU a chance. In fact, many people are saying, wow, Georgia got screwed. Georgia should have gotten to play TCU because they're obviously the worst team in this thing. Here's the problem. All these national media clowns think it's 2014. They think that the Big 12 is a bunch of smaller dudes who are just kind of like quick guys. They open it up. They spread the ball around. They run 100 plays a game, and they hope they can beat you with speed, and that's it. That's not what this league is. And for those of us who watch that, we understand that. We comprehend that. We get that. They don't. They are literally using narratives from 10 years ago when talking about the Big 12. That's how out of step they are with this thing. So let them do it, but then let them see what the big boys actually have to show from TCU in the college football playoff against Michigan. I'm not predicting they're going to win. But I believe that they can put up a fight in this game and they can put themselves in a position in the second half to win the game. I believe TCU can do that. I'm not giving my official prediction right now. I'll save that for later in the month. But they can absolutely do that. And they can make this thing competitive and they can make this thing a game. And if the thing just breaks right for them, they can win it. That's what I firmly believe as I look at these uh, Big 12 bowl games and especially the college football playoff. There is such a lack of respect for TCU. And I think back to college game day, when college game day was in Lawrence. Remember, Kansas was undefeated. TCU came to town. And as they were doing the picks, the panelists, you know, Des Howard, all those guys were doing the picks, Kirk Street. I think it was Des Howard who was like, you know, I was going to pick Kansas, but I saw these TCU dudes come out in the field these guys are big. These guys are legit. These guys, you know, are, are not pushovers. He was like blown away with the size of TCU. And that's not what national media folks think when they think about TCU and the Big 12. And they're going to be proven wrong later this month. I guarantee you they're going to be proven wrong later this month. So I can't wait for it. I cannot wait to have the Big 12 represented in this playoff having you know, covered this obviously for the last eight years since the playoff came to be watching TCU get screwed back in 2014. That was the first year of this show eight years ago. Now, can you believe it? Here we are eight years later and, you know, between the website, the podcast, uh, the video, we're reaching now millions of big 12 fans every month. You know, back in 2014, if we had 10 people watching and listening, I was fired up and reading the site. Now between the website, the podcast, I mean, on a good month, we're pushing a million. And that's thanks to you. So there you go, ranking the Big 12 football bowl games from worst to first. That's my rundown. Appreciate you being here. Subscribe on YouTube. Of course, subscribe and rate review on the podcast. Take 30 seconds out. Leave a five-star review. That would be huge. I appreciate that. And also, uh, before we wrap up the show, congratulations to Max Duggan. He is heading to New York City. 
Uh, obviously, uh, well deserved as a Heisman Trophy finalist. Four quarterbacks: Max Duggan at TCU, Stetson Bennett of Georgia, USC's Caleb Williams, and Ohio State's C.J. Stroud. So, three of four quarterbacks who are going to be in the college football playoff are Heisman finalists this year. I understand Caleb Williams is the favorite, but I can make a strong case that Max Duggan had that Heisman moment. I know they lost the game, but man, can you get a better Heisman moment than Max Duggan at a breath? Tie in the game, late in regulation, two-point conversion, teammates swarm him, and he literally is like, don't come near me, I can't breathe. It's pretty darn good. I know that Caleb Williams has better numbers. Played for Lincoln Riley, that helps. Threw for over 4,000 yards, 37 touchdowns. I get all of, I really do, I get all of that. But man, when you think about what the Heisman Trophy is, the definition of the Heisman Trophy, and what it's meant to be, it's not just meant to be about the stats. It's not. It's awarded to the most outstanding player in college football. That's what it's about. Winners epitomize great ability combined with diligence, perseverance, and hard work. That is Max Duggan. You talk about a guy that wasn't starting when the season began. He lost the quarterback battle before the season. He lost his job last year. And the other reason is this for Max Duggan. If you follow college football, what has this week been all about? This week has been all about the transfer portal. Max Duggan could have bailed on this team after last season. Chandler Morris ended the year as the starting quarterback. A new head coach was coming in. He wasn't promised anything. He wasn't guaranteed anything. He's not from Texas. He's from Iowa. And Max Duggan said, no, I'm sticking this thing out. He didn't win the job to be the quarterback when the season started. He didn't sit down. He didn't say, I'm sitting out this year. or I'm transferring right away, whatever. He said, okay, I'm here. He got his opportunity. He became the starting quarterback. He led TCU to a 12-0 season where they had been mired in mediocrity the last three, four years. And now he has TCU in a college football playoff. It's not all him. There's a lot of people, obviously, that make that happen. From the coaching staff to the players to both sides of the ball, I get it. But when you look at the definition of what the Heisman Trophy is and what it's supposed to be about, how is it not Max Duggins? The most outstanding player in college football, winners epitomize great ability, which these guys all have, combined with diligence, perseverance, and hard work. If it is truly about diligence and perseverance in an era when nobody wants to persevere in college football, I'm not blaming guys that want to go to the transfer portal. I'm just saying nobody wants to persevere. Nobody wants to say, hey, you know what? Fine, I didn't get what I wanted to out of this season, but I committed to this program. I committed to this coaching staff. I'm here for it. No one wants to do that. If the Heisman wants to send a statement, if the voters want to send a statement about the state of college football, Max Duggan's their guy, should be their guy. But if it's just about, you know, the 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 biggest highlight reel for the biggest brand, then okay, it's Caleb Williams, it's USC, it's, you know, Lincoln Riley's offense. I get it. If it's about more than that, look at Max Duggan. He should be the guy. I'm not going to say he's going to win. It's probably going to be Williams, but uh, that would be the wrong selection in my book. Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com, covering the Big 12. Appreciate you guys. 
each and every time you join us. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on the podcast. Leave a five-star review. So appreciate you guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. And check us out at heartlandcollegesports.com covering the Big 12 top to bottom. Going to be a great month and appreciate you guys being here. Have a great day.